This podcast is brought to you by The Hitched Wine Club. Do you and your spouse enjoy wine? Then I am excited to introduce you to the wine club that was created for couples. Aside from amazingly delicious wines that are rare and sometimes not available to the general public, The Hitched Wine Club includes exclusive date night ideas that accompany each wine delivery to help you and your spouse reconnect. Research shows that couples who regularly celebrate good times together have higher levels of commitment, intimacy, trust, and relationship satisfaction. So to invest in your marriage, visit the Hitched homepage and click on the Wine Club link and start getting extraordinary wines at an unbelievable price. Cheers. You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well... It's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined with the always fabulous Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Uh, so, Noelle, for those tuning in for the first time, is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, as well as a world traveler. Uh, she is also the author of nine best-selling books. Her most recent relationships books are Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships. She has also come out with a fantastic business ebook recently. Uh, available on the Kindle called Make More Money by Making Your Employees Happy. Um, And today we are going to talk about the ego and specifically respecting your spouse's ego. Um, You know, in in general, however, we generally think about the ego as a bad thing or in a bad way, I should say. And as in, uh, you know, so-and-so's got a really big ego or that person has let their ego get in the, get in the way. Uh, but, um, Noelle, you mean something very differently here, though, by ego, don't you? Yes, I do. Um, I mean ego in a positive sense. See, Steve, ego is basically your positive self-regard, which is a fancy way of saying that your ego is your sense of I, as in, I can do this. I can do that. I am a good person. I am a caring individual, or whatever. In other words, your ego is what defines your competence in the world, your ability to, to, to do, if you will, in the world. But unfortunately, what many people mean when they say ego is arrogance or mm. selfishness or power play. You know, that's what we were referring to earlier, things like that. And, and it's true. I mean, a lot of people have an overdeveloped ego, and they think they're the cat meow, but they're not. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And some people have an underdeveloped sense of themselves, and they think they are, you know, lower than a worm when they're not. So ego is nothing more than, if you will, that thing that allows you to operate in the world. So is it um, a a self-awareness then? Well, everybody has an ego whether they know it or not. In other words, there's that thing, if you will, that you develop that is your operating system. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And whether you're aware of the damn thing or not, it's working. Yeah. Um, but we can use and abuse it, if you will, pretty much like you can use and abuse anything. Okay. You're talking my language when you start talking operating system, by the way. I... That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, okay, so definitions uh, set aside. What do you mean by respect your spouse's ego, and why is that important? 
Right, because that's really what we want to talk about yeah. here is, is, is marriage and, and how people can be happier in uh-huh. their marriages. Well, everybody likes to feel competent in the world, like they basically know, for the most part, what they're doing. So when you put down your spouse's competence, especially in front of other people, you diminish their sense of self. In a word, it hurts. Let me give you an example, because that's the easiest way to understand it. Okay. I was at a conference the other day, okay? And a gal I know introduced me to her husband, whom I had not met before. Mm-hmm. And she followed up the usual, this is my husband, Tom, with the old ball and chain. Ah. Now, it might have been cute, and it might have been funny, except she didn't say it with a sense of humor. She didn't say it with a twinkle in her eye, nor did she follow it up with, I just kidding, sweetie, or whatever. And her husband's reaction was surprise and kind of a hurt expression. My reaction, frankly, was embarrassment. Anyway, I should add that although both of them are somewhere in their 40s, this is a relatively young couple in terms of how long they've been married. They'd only been married like a couple of years. So she not just disrespected her husband's ego, she implied that he wasn't a good husband. In other words, not competent at being a mate. Mm. That he was, on the contrary, a drag, a ball, and chain. Got it. Okay, so I, I mean, I can certainly see how calling your spouse a ball and chain could hurt. Uh, is there more to the why respecting your spouse's ego, especially in public, is important? Absolutely. Because most spouses, and we're talking about a good relationship here, right? Yeah. Not some horrific. Most spouses don't feel it's okay to push back in public. In other words, if, in my earlier example, Tom had responded to his wife's ball and chain comment with, hey, that hurts. I'm a good husband. What are you talking about? Yeah. He has now made what is essentially a private matter a public one. Mm. And that carries with it what? Embarrassment, maybe humiliation. Certainly anger, maybe shame. So what usually happens is the injured spouse, the one whose competence has just been, you know, knifed, is going to put the lid on it. But they will resent you for it. And over time, resentment is a sure way to kill intimacy, whether we're talking emotional or physical. And and that kind of thing, too, can build up. I mean, obviously, you just mentioned the resentment, but I mean, if that is how they always address you in a crowd, and and they and they think it's a clever or funny thing to say, but it continues to hurt you over and over and over again, uh, I can I can definitely see how that builds up over time. Oh, absolutely, because frankly, whether you have an overdeveloped ego and you think you're it, or you have an underdeveloped ego and you think you're nothing, everybody likes to feel they have some degree of competence. And to have that betrayed, if you will, by the person who is nearest and supposedly nearest and dearest, that hurts. And you're right. It builds up, frankly, I think of it as a a perfect storm. It's either going to be an ice storm and you're frozen out or a hot storm and, you know, here comes the rage. Is is it even possible to overinflate your ego when you're talking about this public setting? You mean overinflate your spouse's ego? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, your spouse's ego. No. <laughs> no, I can't imagine, for example, a husband alive whom, if his wife is saying, "Oh, 
I'd like you to meet Tom. He is the light of my life. He's the best thing that ever happened to me. I can't imagine a husband on the face of the earth is going, oh, honey, you're exaggerating. Yeah. Not going to happen. And vice versa, if a husband introduces his wife as, you know, this is Mary Sue. She is, you know, the most beautiful woman I have ever met. She makes my life a joy. What, you think the wife's going to turn around and say, oh, no, honey, really, I don't. (laughs) And no, I don't think you can go overboard. I mean, I suppose somebody's going to, one of our listeners is going to probably come up with something that's overboard. But uh, generally speaking, no. But you know what's funny? I bring that up because uh, when, I, when I think about this issue, when I think about the, the topic that we're talking about here, I can probably, in, the, in my head, calculate at least a five-to-one ratio where I hear somebody talk down about their spouse uh, instead of talking up to them in comparison And when you think about the damage that can be done when talking down and crushing their ego as opposed to raising it up, where there's no harm and there's a lot of good that can come out of it, it's it's surprising that we uh, feel the need to – I, I just I just guess I don't understand why there's this – It's short-term versus long-term thinking. Yeah. In other words. What probably happened with the, the, the yeah, my friend who introduced her husband, Yeah, she, she probably was unhappy with something about that morning or the day before or something. So you and, th- so she, and so short term, she's not thinking about what are the consequences to my, you know, to my marriage if I sort of let that irritation come out in public. Yeah. She's just venting whatever happened in the last day or so. So do you and think... That unfo- excuse me? Oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm, my apologies. Yeah, that's, it, 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 that's short-term thinking. We do a lot of that in marriages. We, we allow whatever is the momentary reaction to guide how we speak or, or behave instead of thinking first and remembering the long-term consequences. But it's hard, you know? We're very momentary creatures. I, I mean, do you think those comments, though, are uh, more often, and, it, and, you know, we're painting a big, broad stroke here, uh, are more often because it's short-term thinking or because it's um, people thinking they're funny or that's what society expects? Like society expects us to to make those cracks at our relationships because it's just so prevalent. I mean, you flip on the TV and it's it's almost difficult to find a relationship that's a healthy one on TV. And pretty much every sitcom you watch, it's, oh, this person's dragging me down or, oh, I got to go right. back to home to the ball and chain or, oh, guess who's on the phone? Right. So that's... But that, that, once again, is short-term thinking. It's mm. going for the entertainment value of the moment. Yeah, got it. <clears throat> Instead of honoring your marriage, honoring the love that you genuinely feel underneath the wisecrack, yeah. et cetera. So it's still short-term thinking. And, and what it comes down to is, I don't know <laughs> if you heard this when you were a kid, but it was, you know, count to ten before you say anything. Yes. <laughs> Ten's a long time. But, but the principle is, think first. And, you know, it's true that we do a lot of stuff for entertainment value. And quite frankly, it hurts us more than we realize. Yeah. And I think we need to remember that while it might entertain those others around us, uh, it's not going to be very entertaining when you get home. Correct. (laughs) Correct. That's a good way of saying it. Yeah. Um, Okay. So uh, getting back on track a little bit here. Uh, So what other ways do spouses fail to respect their partners, their spouse's ego, other than those ball-and-chain type comments? Well, pretty much anything that overtly criticizes and generalizes your spouse's behavior in public 
is a failure to respect their, their ego, their competence. So, for example, saying, oh, Bob never knows how to get hamburgers the right doneness ah. at a barbecue. Mm-hmm. That diminishes his competence. It's, it's irrelevant that it may be true. Yeah. You'd be much better off if you want to say, oh, honey, you know, you, could you get my hamburger a little less done this time? <laughs> Rather than generalizing to, he never knows how to get hamburgers the right doneness. Or saying, you know, oh, Donna can't budget to save her life. Right, babe? Instead of, for one thing, never bringing that sort of thing up in public. But, yeah. you, know, <laughs> gee, you know, we had a little trouble with our budget this month. Don't know what happened. You know, or saying, oh, yeah, Sally's on another diet kick. That's how many now, hon? I mean, I'm sorry. Those are really nasty, subversive attacks on your spouse's ability to run their life. Mm. And it's going to hurt. Yeah. I don't care how entertaining it is. It's going to hurt. And and it was interesting how you and you know we you've written about this many times before and we I we probably talked about it before but the way you've rephrased those statements where you took it off of an accusatory uh, attack on your spouse and right. brought it back to uh, your own person or as, as mm-hmm. a couple so rather than you you know they they always cook it raw or they mm-hmm. always undercook it you know, be more positive or more proactive mm-hmm. in the comment of, you know, could you please cook mine a little bit more? Exactly. And, that, and now we have a one-time thing, Yep. not a generalized attack on their competence. That, that's where thinking, just, just thinking, maybe not counting to 10, but thinking counting to three <laughs> would really be helpful. Does that, I want to give, I'm sorry? Oh, does that, I mean, does that tie into your own ego being able to, uh, even if you know your spouse always undercooks your burger or right. whatever, um, and you have this crowd around you, uh, does it say something about your ego when when you then do not go for that attack and instead say, "Oh, could you just cook my burger a little bit more?" Rather than it, making the it attack, it says you it? have a strong ego, not an overdeveloped one. A strong one, meaning you are functioning at maximum competence in life. Mm-hmm. And that's a very good position. Anybody who can stop and think before they open their mouth has a <laughs> strong ego. That's valuable. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, you know, I, like, again, I've been talking about this whole cultural uh, ingrainment here, um, but, you know, maybe if we can take this at the at the angle of, <laughs> playing to people's own personal egos, you know, if you treat your spouse with respect and take them into consideration before you open your mouth and think, um, you know, that shows, demonstrates your own healthy ego, uh, that yeah. might be a good thing to think about too. So, Absolutely. Um, I want to give you an example because I know we're close to wrapping up, but I want yeah. to give an example because this one, many people know, but they don't think about it in this context. Uh-huh. There was a very, very famous play, which became a movie, called Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Uh And what it showed is what happens to a couple when they systematically disrespect each other in public. And with one of the couples in particular, push back. Because most of us don't push back when this happens. The the dude doesn't say, you know, what do you mean? I cook your hamburgers just fine, usually. But in a bad relationship, it's the Virginia Woolf syndrome where they push back and somebody ends up killing somebody. It's very, very nasty. Yeah. And I, I, I love this topic because, the, you know, so many 
times when we think about relationships or improving relationships, it's a, it's a, it's a long slog. It's something that you have to do that's really difficult or takes a lot of effort and time or whatever. But this is a really simple thing that people can enact immediately yep. without much effort. Yep. And Absolutely. So, and it has large payoff. Yeah. And it's, again, it's, it's funny how little you hear people compliment their spouse in public um, and how quick you hear people criticize the other person uh, for their shortcomings. And the old shoe on the other foot, how would you like to be criticized, you know, nine times out of ten by your loved one? Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, your homework this week, everybody, is in a public setting, say something nice about your spouse uh, to other people with your spouse present. Uh, do that. I love it, Steve. I love it, love it, love it. Yeah, do that and watch the positive response that you get from the crowd as well as uh, your spouse um, at that moment and when you get back home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a great point to stop at this week. So thank you. Absolutely. So, thank you so much, Noelle. I love doing these podcasts with you. Um, really appreciate, appreciate your time and as always, your wisdom. So thank you so much. Thank you. Um, Before we go, I want to remind everybody uh, that was Dr. Noelle Nelson, who is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, author of nine best-selling books. Her two most recent relationship books are Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships. She has a fantastic business ebook out available on the Kindle, uh, Make More Money by Making Your Employees Happy. Uh, You can get more information at her website, noellenelson.com. You can find her on Twitter at Dr. Noelle Nelson. I am on Twitter at Hitch Media. We are all over the places. (laughs) Uh, Facebook, uh, Pinterest. So so if you want to find some really great information and with the holidays around the corner, um, we're going to try to do a really good job of posting all those holiday things that we think are good family type pins and uh, couple related pins so um, you know we're not going to try to compete with all the uh, Halloween cupcakes that are going to be going up very shortly Uh, so check us out on Pinterest Tumblr we do a lot of quotes on Tumblr Uh, Google Plus we do stories and a lot of other stuff there so uh, we're everywhere Uh, check us out and um, if you would and you like what you're listening to please uh, rate us on iTunes and and or leave a comment Uh, we love to get your feedback so we can help tailor these things to best suit your needs so that's going to do it this week thank you once again Noelle I really appreciate your time and look forward to doing this again soon thank you Steve okay that's going to do it take care everybody I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian, I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.